Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Fathomless. Fathomless. doing today still recovering from the last episode yeah we actually we had to obviously we're doing our usual bulk recording so we had to like sit for a good hour and just let it yeah sit and marinate and yeah. process and you know, cope with all the awful awful shit that happened to peter and joan porco yeah that shit's crazy yeah absolutely nuts uh, um if you think i just i just want to say if you guys think that's bad just wait i have some other yeah, Amanda's got, got some crazy planned. cases planned, especially for June. I wanted to do some things for Pride Month, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna cry. Just, just be we're, prepared to cry. We're all gonna cry together. We're all gonna cry together, and it'll be okay. <sighs> just bring a stuffed animal to hold. Yeah, hug your best friend. Something. Well, there's no boundaries on this. Exactly. We kinda are open to talk about whatever. So, yeah. but. We always try to give a trigger warning if it's something that's that's going to be real rough, too crazy. Um, so yeah, I think I'm ready to put that to rest. <laughs> thinking yeah. about that, you heard it last week, but we just recorded it an hour ago. So. Yeah, so Jen is still reeling from the. Uh, and I didn't tell you anything about that case before too. I was like, don't look anything up. No, I don't like to know because yeah, you want to be, you want to have like your raw reaction. It's like but fun that was to surprise a, you with what I'm doing. Yeah. So what I'm doing today, I already kind of told Amanda. I don't know if you know it or if you've heard of it. It kinda, sounds I never familiar. Heard of it. And I feel like I may have heard a podcast episode. I feel like Murder, She Told. Yeah, this. she did. I okay. saw that she did an episode think, on it. I think I've I been, listened to that episode. I've been caught up with her episodes in a while. Um, I've been on a new podcast kick. It's called The Swift Talk. Ooh. It's a Taylor Swift oh podcast. God. And they actually record out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah. So um, they, it's this girl, she's a Swifty, this friend, he's not. She's trying to convert him to, to be a Swifty. And Fun. they Sounds like, like roll the dice and pick a new song every week to kind of like listen to and like dissect. Oh, and, like, fun. Yeah. So if you're a Taylor Swift fan, like there me, you go. There's I'm, a podcast. For I you. will support Taylor no matter what she does. Uh, there's a, there's a podcast for you. <laughs> I love that. Um, but no, Murder She Told did do an episode on this. But um, I'm gonna we're gonna go to Maine today. We have done anything out of Maine yet? I don't think. No, I don't think we have. Sorry, my husband just walked in and so rudely interrupted us. It's okay. <laughs> um, I was like, you can just like text me and I can find <laughs> a nice spot to pause. You don't need to barge in. You know, he literally, all of a sudden we both looked up and he's just peeking through the door. I'm like, what do Hi. you want? Like, what do you want? All right. Um, so like I said, I'm going to be taking you to Maine today, 31 episodes in, and we still haven't covered anything from Maine. 
So when I stumbled upon this case, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it just because it's like the one state we haven't done in New England. So now we can fully tie ourselves together as a New England-based podcast. True crime, mystery, history with Amanda. History with Amanda. History with Amanda. Yeah, that's going to be the spinoff. It is. I'm here for it. Um, History Channel. Sponsor me. Yeah, seriously. Ancient Aliens. We'll do an ad for you. (laughs) So um, not only is this case out of Maine, but it is one of Maine's oldest cold cases. Ooh. So spoiler, it's unsolved. I mean, it's already in the title, unsolved. That's so sad. So let's... Get right to it. All right. Um, in August of 1970, Mary Catherine Olenchuk disappeared from a coastal town in Maine. Two weeks later, her body was found by a police officer, and the killer has never been caught. Oh, wow. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so Mary Catherine Olenchuk was the youngest daughter of Peter and Ruth Olenchuk, and she had two older sisters, Nancy and Jane. The Olenchuk family had a seven-room summer cottage in Agunquit, Maine, where they vacationed every summer. Agunquit is a small coastal town in Maine, and if you know anything about Maine, coastal Maine is gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, So Agunquit was named by the, uh, I think I'm saying this right, the Abenaki Native Americans. Yeah, we talked about them in the uh, Bennington Triangle. Okay. The Abenaki tribe. Abenaki. Okay, sorry for watching. It could that. be Abenaki, but Abenaki. I said Abenaki. Okay. that might just be my it's northerner. It's N A K I. So, but um, Agunquit translate to translates to a beautiful place by the sea. Oh, yeah. So these towns definitely bring the seasonal tourists and crowds, and they die down in the winter, and that's when the locals can get some peace and quiet. Um, but Maine, their license plate literally says vacation land. Yeah. So that's not for no reason. If you've never been to Maine or coastal Maine, please go. Yeah, you need uh, to get right up there right now. Yeah. So um, I'm actually from coastal Massachusetts. And if you're from one of these towns, you pretty much can't wait for the summer tourists to go home for the winter. So you can kind of get your town back to yourself and, you know, enjoy it. Because yeah, as beautiful as these towns are in the summer, yeah. the off like, season is just up as in nice. Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah, the summer gets wicked busy, but then the off season is just, it's quiet. There's just. I always kind of wait for like September in Plymouth. I'm like, oh, these people need to go home so I can have Plymouth back to myself. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like things are still kind of open for a month or two, like before winter yep. comes. So you can still go to like all the good shops, get all the good seafood without the crowds. Yeah. Um. So on Sunday, August 9th, 1970, Mary was just 13 years old. And she had, like, this natural red hair and these big, beautiful blue eyes. Just a baby. Just a baby, 13. On this day, she was at the beach with her family, just down the street from her summer home on Israel Head Road. And she wanted to go to the store, run a quick errand by herself. So I read in a source that she um, walked home on foot and then borrowed a neighbor's bike, which was, like, a standing agreement that they had, like, yeah, you can just borrow the bike, like, as long as you bring it back. They just kind of all knew each other from vacationing every summer. Yeah. They were all very all friendly. Yeah. So she made this quick pit stop to the family cottage to change out of her wet bathing suit and into a pair of faded pink shorts and a long white T-shirt. 
So she was last seen at about 5 p.m. this night talking to an unidentified man in his 30s outside of the Lookout Hotel, which is just 200 yards from the summer home that she had with her family. Okay. Huge so flag. went home, changed, hopped on the bike, went to, on her way to the store. She already went to the store because her bag was left behind with some items from the store. Um, she wanted to grab the newspaper and, like, a pack of gum, and those items were found. Um, but anyway, so a woman who was staying at the hotel looked out the window of her third floor balcony and saw a young woman, uh, sorry, a young girl, red-haired, standing next to a maroon car, possibly a 1967 Chevy. And it looked like she might have been giving the man directions. Um, I'm just going to say right here, no adult should be asking a fucking child for directions. Not only should they be asking, but, like, no adult needs a child's help. No. Like, teach your no, children, no, like, no, no, no. an adult does not need your help. No, if they're asking you for help, help, no. Also, an adult should never ask a child to keep secrets. That's another big thing I don't think people ever think about, but mm-hmm. should teach your kids that. They should never have a secret with an adult. That yeah. is not, that's not right. It's not healthy. It's not safe. Yep. So, it they, they don't know what they were talking about. That's what just... You look out the window, you see yeah. a man talking to a girl. Yeah, just that's what it looked like. Um, this woman wasn't paying much attention to the scene below because obviously, like, she didn't know what was about to happen. You no. Just, you're not, when you're people watching or you see something out a window, you're you're not looking too much into it. Yeah. You're not um, expecting something nefarious to come after that. You're just people watching. But she did see the girl entering this man's vehicle. Um Again, like, it didn't seem strange on her end. It just kind of looked like a girl was hopping into a family member's car. Like, yeah. hey, like, we're going to dinner, hop in the car. Like, how many times have your parents, like, picked you up from yeah. the park or something? And or even, like, a friend's parents. You yeah. know, you're walking down the street and they're like, oh, you're heading home? Come on in. Let's yeah. go. Um, she later stated to police that he was wearing dark clothes and he was, quote, most definitely not a hippie. It's okay. 1970, and, All right, like, so I guess... You know, that was, like, the Tony Chop Chop era, yeah. and, like, I, I read a book on that case from a perspective of a girl who used to babysat, babysit, and um, it was just everyone was hippies and cool cats, and that's just the lingo, so it was a yeah, very... Was you, the... That's how people kind of seem to be divided, like a hippie and not a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't know, but... It makes sense. So, yeah. He looked like he was a clean-cut kind of guy. Yeah. So, at about 7 p.m., her family noticed that Mary hadn't returned home yet. The bike she borrowed from the neighbor was still gone, but even if Mary took this trip to the store on foot, she should have been back by now. doesn't take two hours to walk down the store. Yeah, no. Down the street and come back. After asking family and friends in the neighborhood if they'd seen Mary, this is when her mother reported her missing. Uh, shortly after, I think it was about 11 p.m. that night, police found the bicycle Mary had borrowed in the breezeway of the Luca Hotel propped up against a wall, but there was no sign of Mary. Her backpack with the gum and the newspaper was found with the bicycle. Um, I want to get into one pertinent piece of information I think is worth mentioning. Um, 
Peter Olenchuk was an Army Brigadier General and Commanding Officer of the Army Ammunition Supply Depot in Joliet, Illinois. Oh, wow. Um, he oversaw Operation Chase, which is an acronym for Cut Holes and Sink Them. Okay. I don't know if you know anything about military stuff like that. I'm sure my dad is probably like, oh, yeah, I know about that. The um, Operation Chase it, sounds familiar, it like was, that name, but... It was an ocean disposal program where the Army loaded chemical weapons on ships and dumped them in various locations in the ocean. Yeah, sounds about right. If so, um, on August 8th, 1970, just one day before Mary disappeared, a Kentucky newspaper reported that a threat from a student group said it would kidnap the families of those involved. Oh shit! So he's leading this project. I'm sure there's a bunch, there's a group of people protesting this because yeah. they're putting chemicals into, the, into ocean, the ocean, and they're like, "If you don't stop, we're gonna kidnap your family members." And like, they should oh, take that shit. seriously. So, um, this is so they kept it on the down low. Mary's disappearance for two days. The family was expecting a ransom call from Mary's kidnapper. But after these two days, when no call came, this is when police started searching. During a press conference on August 20th, just a week and a half or so later, Peter said he was chosen for the nerve gas assignment because of his training in chemical warfare and doubted his work was the reason for Mary's abduction. Police never found any evidence linking them together. Um, A massive air and ground search took place over the next several days. Army helicopters were piloted to help search, and they scouted three a three-mile coastal strip north of Agunquit for any abandoned vehicles near the wooded areas. So, anyone trying to like dispose of a body. Yeah. Uh, volunteer firefighters searched the woods shoulder to shoulder, most on their hands and knees, but they came up empty-handed. Uh, Mary was described by her parents as a very stable girl and just not the type who would just like up and take off. Yeah. And they also said that she wouldn't get in a car with a stranger. No. Like she knew better. Like 13's young, but like she's not eight. Like, yeah, you're old enough to be like stranger danger was a thing then still like, yeah, it was the 70s and things were a little more lax. But I feel like a line that kidnappers have used in the past of oh your parents told me to come pick you up like your parent your dad sent me which is no um so unfortunately less than two weeks later on saturday august 22nd 1970 a police officer named george labarge was continuing the search for mary in an area around parsons farm on brown street near the mawson river Apparently, I, I don't know how these, like, tied together, but his daughter noticed an odd smell in a barn in Pennebunk, Maine. So I don't know if this was close to their home, if this was a place that, like, his daughter frequented, yeah. or I, I don't know. I couldn't find that information. But Officer LaBarge decided to search the barn on the farm property. And this is where he found Mary's body partially decomposed hidden under a pile of hay. Ooh, yeah. Boy. Um, so this barn was only a few miles from Mary's family summer cottage, and it had already been searched. Um, so her body was definitely placed there after the search. Oh, and I feel like that happens in, like, a shit ton of cases where they search an area, they don't find anything, 
the killer knew that that area had been searched and then dumped her. But, uh, nope, she was found. So it was known that several hippies, because, again, the time of hippies, were known to have camped out on this farm the weeks leading up to Mary's murder. So could it have been one of these people that were just, you know, living the freestyle life and, you know, shacking up in a barn and decided to kill a girl and put her there? Who knows? But um, this her aunt hired a psychic, Mary's aunt, and um, the psychic predicted that she would be found in an unpainted barn on an estate near Kennebunk one week before her body was actually discovered. Oh, and shit. the psychic wasn't just any random psychic and was no stranger to the police because they had worked with her before. She was um, one of the psychics who predicted the occupation and location of the next victim of the Boston Strangler before he struck again. Oh. Yeah. And I just actually watched a movie on Hulu of like the reenactment. Yeah. Of the Boston. So oh, oh my God. God. It was so good. So we should do the Boston Strangler case because definitely it's Boston. Like, Stranglers. Stranglers. Um, I think there's more than one. How? Why? I just, I feel like the, just the way those murders were, and like they were kind of very different. Like when you look at like the first one and then the other ones, also the very, the, like the, blah, 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 the gap in the ages of the women. I just, I think that there was a copycat at one point. I think one of them was a copycat. Okay, yeah, we'll get into it. I haven't, like, fully, fully researched it, but... Like, I know um, Albert DeSalvo did some messed up shit, and I think he's involved in some of it, but I don't think that he is responsible for all of it. Okay. We'll research it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know, because, I again, I haven't dove into the details, but, I mean, the I can understand how there would, like, be a copycat because of... Because it started with elderly women, and then, and then there they was, got like, younger. a 20-year-old. Yeah. Well, who knows? Like, if the person was just going into random apartments, and you, just the first couple victims happened to be happened old. Happened to be elderly women. You don't know. It could be. It very well could be. But I just, something, I don't know, something about it. Okay. We'll have to look up, like, the timelines and yeah. everything. And it's also, like, some of the attacks are very similar, and then the other ones are, like, a little... It seemed a little more personal. Like, I think that the, the young woman, her name's escaping me, but the one that was killed, I think that the person who attacked her knew her personally. I don't think it was random. Okay. All right. We'll do that in the future. Let's oh, do yeah, that one. Okay. Um, so, Mary's body was transported to a hospital in Waterville, Maine, and this is where Dr. Irving Goodoff performed her autopsy. And Mary's cause of death was determined to be strangulation. A piece of lobster rope had been tightly wrapped around her neck. And there were no other physical injuries on her body. So just the strangulation. Her clothes were still intact and there was no evidence of sexual assault. Uh, Luckily, thank God, 13-year-old girl. Like, come on, disgusting. But it happens way too fucking much. It does. Um. The medical examiner indicated that there had been a violent struggle because traces of black human hair and human skin were found under Mary's fingernails. Oh, shit. So good for her because, like... Yeah, trying to try- get evidence. Yeah, I mean, she was trying to defend herself, and luckily they got some evidence, but again... 
this case is still unsolved. So. Yeah. Uh, police were at a loss for identifying a motive and the killer. Dun dun dun. Yeah, this, this is case, one of those cases. I it's like one of those frustrating like, ones. It is, but I don't know. We've we've had some crazy cases be solved through DNA and different genetic testing. So maybe like this way is later, one yeah. that that could happen. Especially if I they have so. that dna from under her fingernails like that is multiple samples yeah multiple samples which is it's better to have multiple samples than to have no samples at all yep so uh please partially blame the influx of tourists who reached about a hundred thousand people that summer and obviously like this hindered them finding mary when they were searching for her and tracking down a killer uh, these thousands of tourists flocked the beach, which made, which made it even more difficult because, you know, everyone's going to the beach on these hot August days. Like, Mary had come from the beach. Yeah. They can only imagine. Some people only come up for, like, a day or two, and then they're gone. You know, they're yeah. not there for the whole summer. So it's very... Exactly. It would be very hard to trace any anything back to anybody. And and this is why police believe that her killer could have been a tourist who just fled the yeah. area. He could have been up there for the weekend and then dipped and be miles and miles away. But there's also a theory that he could have been from Maine because those outside of Maine or New England don't really know what a lobster rope is. Yeah. Because this is like the area of like lobster fishing. Lobsters. Um, Bring out the dancing lobsters. I, but he could have just found it. He could have, yeah, and just saw, hey, this is a rope I can use this to strangle somebody with. Cool. Um, but also knew of an unlikely place to dispose of the body in the area. What if it was a fisherman? They could have been. A seasonal fisherman. Seasonal fisherman, you know, been at that port for a little bit, but then that night they were back on a boat and going somewhere else. Probably. Could have been. Got away with it. Yeah. Never find them. It's crazy because, like. And those people, they don't often stay in the same place for very long you know they're going wherever they're but work what's the motive them. like why do you feel the need to just could have just been kill rage. someone it could have been that he attempted to like or they attempted to come on to her romantically and she you know but you think there would have been them. some sort of sexual assault anyway true unless so. they just couldn't you know maybe she died and then they didn't want to assault her you know just because yeah. somebody murders somebody doesn't mean that they want to be a necrophilia yeah, at the same exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. So you never know. Well, Obviously, I'm just speculating, you guys. I am not. No, you with, know. we can. We're allowed to speculate, but it's it's a possibility. You know, it, that could have been the motive is that they attempted to go somewhere secluded to have a moment together. She refused, and then it got violent. It's just so sad because it's just like I don't know. She's I don't, a baby. She was a baby, and this is a place where her family frequented. So, like, they trusted it, her to get on a bicycle and ride down yeah. to the store. And it's very scary because, like, that is. It could have happened. That's a childhood I had in Maine yeah. at a campground. You know, my father would, you know, we'd be at the lake. But if one of us wanted to ride back to the campsite or to the general store to go get some candy and, like, some soda, he'd be like, yeah, sure, go go ahead. Yeah. And sometimes we would very meet people in other campsites at that and talk age to, to them. Just ride my bike or walk down in the store. Yeah. So. Like, this could have been us. It like, it could, it could have been anybody. Yeah. So, and Which, then, again, with no, being in the 70s, no, like, yeah. camera footage. Yeah, exactly. No it's not like they have, like, DNA, CCTV footage yeah. of her, like, running around. No and, like, cell phones. Even then, it was, like, they had blood typing, basically. And That's that was it. it. Like, they didn't even have fingerprints. They didn't even have 
like computer systems, you know. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like CODIS wasn't a thing. When we were born, like DNA was just like starting. just becoming a thing. They were actually just like when we were born was around the time they were taking people's like fingerprints out of filing cabinets and loading them into computer systems to use like everywhere. Prior to that, it was you would have to call, you know, one county sheriff and be like, hey, do you have fingerprints for so-and-so? Like, Yeah, and they have to, like, and hope in a that cabinet. They could find it. And, oh, it's crazy you know, how God much forbid, like, evolved. Gloria, the fucking receptionist, put something <laughs> in the wrong area or didn't do their job, then you lost that paper trail, which is nuts. <clears throat> yeah, crazy. There was so much human error that went into, like, so many cases and it's so hard to convict people too without that like dna evidence yeah that's everything you need that smoking gun yeah so um after mary's body was found the the case went cold yeah they had no leads and no information like they had nothing this reminds me of the lady of the dunes too you know it's somebody who was just found like on a beach and they had no idea and it was like peak tourist season on the cape too um yeah it's it's fucked up but i mean and it and it took them how long to identify lady of the dunes 50 plus years. i haven't i haven't seen any new information on that there's there's like um they know who she is yeah and who she was like they with believe at the time, they know but... who was responsible for it but unfortunately all these people are deceased now so there's really we can we can come up with speculations and like an idea of what may have like transpired as far as like a timeline and stuff. But it's, you know, there's not really many eyewitnesses that we can go corroborate with. I say we as if I'm personally involved in the investigation. We're spreading the word. Yeah. Cape Cod PD hit us up. (laughs) No, please don't. Yeah, please. Oh my God. No. (laughs) Sobbing. Oh God. So, uh, police explored possible connections to other killings that were similar to Mary's that happened just a year earlier in 1969 in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, on January 29th, 1969, Debbie Horn was 11 years old, living in Allenstown, New Hampshire. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, where the Bear Brook State Park murders happened yeah. that we just covered. Uh, if you haven't listened to that one, go please go back. It. It's so fucked up. Um, but Debbie had, and I've heard of the Debbie Horn case before. Her Um, name sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she had fallen on the ice and decided to stay home from school this day just to like rest and recover. And when her mother returned home from work on her lunch hour, she saw that the back door was left open and Debbie was nowhere to be found. (gasps) Yeah. Fucking heartbreaking. Debbie's decomposed body was found unclothed in the truck of an old abandoned car 20 miles from her home seven months later in August in the trunk of an abandoned car. Oh, my God. I hate that. Like, how fucked? Um, On July 4th, 1969, so just a few months later, Debbie Horn's teacher, 20 near... 29-year-old Luella Marie Blakesley disappeared. And oh I God. have never heard that name, Luella. That's so pretty. So pretty. Um, so 29 years old, she just disappeared. Her body wouldn't be found for another 29 years in 1998. Uh, yeah, her boyfriend at the time, Robert Grease, uh, 
He has been a longtime suspect in her murder because he was later convicted in 1971 for murdering 18-year-old Susan Randall in what? Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah, he so, did that shit. Yeah, and he's also been a longtime suspect in Mary's murder. Oh. Yep. Then, on November 22, 1969, 13-year-old Michelle Wilson disappeared from Massachusetts while riding her bicycle. 13 years old, riding her fucking bike, being a fucking kid, Sounds disappeared. familiar. Fucked up. I fucking um, hate this. A man named Charles Pierce confessed to killing Michelle in 1979 and led police to her body. So it wasn't just a fluke confession. Uh, her murder is really gruesome, and maybe we'll cover it in a future episode, but I'm just going to spare the details of it today. It was really bad. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, that's just for another day. So, Charles Pierce confessed to several other child murders. Gross. What the fuck? Fucker, yeah. But he never mentioned uh, killing Mary Olinchuk. So, I feel like if you're going to confess to a bunch, Yeah, if you're already confessing, you might as well just fucking go through it all. Come on, dude. So, um, on the one-year anniversary of Mary's death, her father, Peter, spoke to the press in a brief interview, and this would be the last time he ever publicly spoke about his daughter's murder. Oh. Yep, and he shortly after retired from the Army. So, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to spread the word to identify the killer, but it's probably very, very hard for the family yeah. to, you know, it. They I wouldn't have... shut up as a parent. I wouldn't fucking shut up. I feel like it's either you don't want to shut up, or part of you just wants to find some kind of normalcy yeah, again, true. and like just you never like, know what people want to yeah. do with their grief, like move on. So Peter Olinchuk passed away in 2000, just two years after the death of Mary's mother in 1998. No. Mary's older sister, Nancy, who legally changed her name to Hillary, passed away on May 11th, 2014, from multiple myeloma. Did no. I say that right? Myeloma? Myeloma, yeah, I think that's right. Um, but they had all passed away without any closure that's to Mary's so death. Sad. Yeah. Um. I read that Mary was originally laid to rest in Ocean View Cemetery in Wells, Maine, and her parents were buried in Arlington National Cemetery, um, but they moved Mary's body to be with her parents. Aww. Yeah. Um, so this murder is still very much unsolved and open to this day. So if anybody just happens to have any information, somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. Yeah, definitely. if you have any information on the murder of Mary Catherine Olinchuk, please call the Maine State Police at 1-800-228-0857. And that is the frustrating unsolved murder of that's Mary crazy. Olinchuk out of Maine. And that's like their biggest, or one of it's their the biggest. It's the oldest cold, cold cases cold case. in Maine. It's so sad. Yeah, it's so fucking sad. 13 years old. She was the youngest sister, the youngest child. And well, we can only hope that since we have some kind of DNA evidence that we can find some kind of way to to use the science that we have now to get this shit solved. Yeah. Somebody knows something because somebody did it. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. Get like a deathbed confession. Have you, um, oh, yeah, yeah, those, I mean, we already covered a case where there was a death by confession, yeah. and this person could still be alive. If he was in his 30s and the 70s, he's probably, I mean, you never know, he could be dead. Yeah. In his 90s now. But maybe 
some family know something you never know oh god so i feel like we just did some depressing cases so what do you guys want to hear next i haven't gotten any suggestions in a while something whimsical uh if anyone has any suggestions on anything you want to hear don't be shy I know everyone says Bridgewater Triangle, but we'll get to it. You know what? Maybe I should start some of that. Maybe I should, like, maybe we can do, like, King King Philip's Philip's War. War. Okay. We'll do, like, a part one of the series. All right. I mean, that's, I don't know, that's kind of depressing, too. I'll have to, like. Everything's depressing. I'll look up fairies. I'll talk about fairies, and then I'll also look up King Philip's War. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have something that's a little bit nice, and then we'll talk about the genocide of an entire, you know, indigenous race. Okay. Great. I hate it. Uh, all right uh well that's yeah, that so that it. we hope you stay spooky stay scary and stay safe bye. bye see ya love you we love you